So hello everybody, welcome to our Christmas edition of our podcast. Thank you for joining us and joining me today as always is my son Joshua Wild. Hi Josh. Hello Dad, hope everyone's having a nice Christmas. Yes, thank you very much, hope you have too. And um, so we're two games into Sam Allardyce's reign at the Hawthorns. As you know in our last podcast we I wasn't too enthusiastic about his um, uh, appointment at, at the Albion. So we're two games in. We've we've, we've played Aston Villa and um, Liverpool. Uh, so how do you think things are faring for him after the, those two matches? Uh, very much uh, two different games for us. Villa, obviously, we got battered a bit three nil. Um, some a very well played game by Villa. Unfortunately. Um, I didn't. I, w- I was very surprised. I would have been surprised if we'd have got a result out of that. But the Liverpool game, much better. Very much a performance like we put in against Man City, uh, going down one nil and then equalising through Semi Ajayi. Uh, yeah, not much to report on other than that. Yeah. So how do you well, think? Yeah. Yeah. So if we just cast our minds back um, to his first game against Aston Villa and a couple of key moments happened in that match uh, we can talk about uh, first of all the sending off of course of uh, Jake Livermore I yeah. personally thought it was a very very harsh decision um, I'll tell you the reasons why um, I, uh, we all know Jack Grealish uh, is um, very good at exaggerating uh, yeah. that's the best way to put it um, I think he made the most of Livermore's um, challenge. Um, you could see Livermore was trying to hook the ball. He'd gone over the top of the ball. Contact on Jack Grealish's leg was minimal. Um, of course, the reaction from Jack Grealish was that of total overreaction. Yeah, uh, made it look break. made it look a lot worse than what it was. Um, and you can actually see from the um, slow motion replays. You know, um, Livermore had scooped the ball away and he was sent off for dangerous play, um, which, you know, we can argue all day long. I thought it probably a yellow. I think a red was quite harsh. Anyway, it it was what it was. The ref decided to give a red card for, um, for dangerous play. And then a few moments later... Um, we see an equally bad challenge on Deer Garner, uh, which could have easily, easily, I've seen it happen in many football matches before, um, they could have easily broke his leg. Well, you know, and we could have seen Grady out for quite considerable time with a bad injury. Um, and I just felt that the record was extremely inconsistent. Because if Livermore's was a red card, and I strongly believe that um, Villa's challenge on Garner should have been a red as well. And listening to all of the pundits on Sky Sports News um, that I watch and listen to, there was quite unanimous agreement there that um, even by the former refs, that, that should have been a, a red card. So we was down to 10 men for the majority of the match, for three quarters of the match, you know. Um, scoreline could have been a lot, lot more than the three nil. 
um, I did actually post on one of the Albion Facebook groups that uh, I was expecting Jack Grealish to win a penalty during the course of the match, and of course he did. Um, and um, but overall, I think if we take things into perspective. Aston Villa having spent over 100 million this season again on players mm. um, and the quality showed um, they were far better in every department of the field. Yeah. Would, uh, would 10 men apiece made any difference to the outcome of the match? I, d- I seriously doubt it. I think Villa were, it pains me to say it, they were far the better team. We lacked. Yeah, in every every department, we didn't look like scoring. Um, the Villa yeah. took their chances. They won three 0 and it was uh, Sam, Ad- Sam Allardyce's first game in charge. You know, and um, so yeah, Villa were far the better team and deserved deserved the result and the, the scoreline. To be honest, um, yeah. So that's they were that were my thoughts on on that match. Again, we seem to be talking about bad refereeing decisions um, and stuff. But it was it, it was nice to be able to watch the match last night and after the match not be talking about a VAR decision, not be talking about a poor refereeing decision. Yeah. Um, uh, so this is a Liverpool game. Uh, yeah, we, before we, we quickly go on, I just... Uh, I just want to give a few of my thoughts on the game. I was at work at the time, so I didn't get to watch the game in real time. But Was this a Villa game? Yeah, the Villa game. Yeah. And so... Um, but I had a little £10 bet with the guy who supports Villa at work. And as soon as I saw us go 1-0 down, I just handed him the 10. I was like, yeah, we're not winning this one at all. <laughs> yeah. But but from what I could tell, we, we weren't treating the game like a derby. And we were no. we were going in, we were second to every loose ball. We were, all 50-50s were like, in terms of like, oh, who will come out of this 50-50 challenge? It was always, we were never the first to reach them. It just seemed like the whole squad was down. I'm not sure if that was due to the red card or if it was due to other stuff. But you have all these talks of like a new manager, the new manager boost, and Sam Allardyce normally has one. And it just didn't seem to be there. I think the players weren't ready for that game on the day. Um, yeah. And it goes to show. And obviously, we've had quite a few. We've had three red cards this season now, which is probably other than Arsenal, the most in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I think maybe there's been a bit of disciplinary issues going on behind the scenes, but I think overall the red card might help us because I think Jake Livermore is a bit past it. So I think now that we can, and we have a good reason for him not being in the squad and the fact that he's ineligible might help us f- get a few wins in the next two games. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think um, you're absolutely right. I was expecting another red card last night uh, for one of our players, and that uh, just seems to be seems to happen. Um, as I think I said in our last podcast, um, watching Midlands derbies, there always seems to be a, a bad injury. There always seems to be a, a red card, um, especially when playing Aston Villa. And um, I was really hoping that that wouldn't happen this time round. But of course. We got away with with coming off with um, without an injury, which was good. But we did get a red card, and like you say, Livermore um, has not been playing too brilliant at this moment in time. So maybe it gives a chance of a, another player to step up to the mark and take that place uh, by the scruff of the neck and and um, start putting some decent performances in for us because uh, we really do need a ball winner in the centre of the park where who can not necessarily play a stunning pass 
Um, you know, but we just need someone who can just win the ball in midfield and, and then just do a simple pass to one of our playmakers like um, Piero or, or Grady and, mm. and let them um, work their magic. And of course, Conor Gallagher, who's, as far as I'm concerned, he's having a brilliant season. He's, he's getting stuck in. He's he's running his socks off for us, mm. you know, and, um, and he's a great, great player to watch. I'm glad we've got him, even if it's a season on loan from Chelsea. Um, yeah, he, he's playing really well for us. You can see that he's been outstanding um, yeah, so definitely. far this season. So, yeah, all right. Well, let's talk about about the Liverpool game now. Yes, um, come, of course, going into this match, uh, a lot of fans' expectations. Um, me for one as well, expecting a four or five nil. Defeat to the yep. to the hands of Liverpool. Um, I'm sitting here pleased to say that we came away again from um, a top team who spent whose squad value is something in the region of nine hundred and eighty five million pounds, which is an extraordinary amount for a squad. I think our entire squad costs around is worth around seventy five million. So you got about nine hundred million. Yeah, let's just say that word again. Nine hundred million pounds difference yep. in the two teams, and um, we come old. away with a one-one draw. Yeah, we've got the set. Our squad value is the same as Virgil Van Dyke. So, well, that goes to show. There you go. So, um, looking at the match, first half, I really feared the worst. I think we showed them far, far too much respect. Mm. Um, we just let them play. Let them play. Um, you know, we was defending for our lives on the 18-yard box. I really thought this is this is terrible, absolute terrible. Uh, we wasn't attack-minded. I couldn't see any other outcome than uh, the floodgates opening in the second half. Um, yeah. Liverpool, for, for all their possession they had, um, didn't seem to be able to create any clear-cut chances. Thankfully, in the first half. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Mane took his goal well. Uh, you could argue that it was poor defending by ourselves, but um, he—if you watch the goal—he really did move well in getting get into position, and it was a well-taken goal by Liverpool um, for for their goal. You know, so. Yeah. Um, but we seem to just shut up shop, um, as we say, part of the buzz, and mm-hmm. we invited Liverpool onto us, and we managed—I don't know how. Poor finishing by Liverpool or great defending by Albion. Uh, we come into uh, the break um, only one nil down, and um, um, I was like I said, I was expecting it to be two or three nil at least. But um, so we survived that onslaught um, during the first half. What, what were your thoughts on the first half, Josh? Yeah, first half. As soon as that goal went in, the first ten minutes or fifteen minutes, I messaged all my friends who support Liverpool saying. Long game for us, and I, I was watching it, and I was like, I was also fearing the worst, but yeah. fortunately, it was just one nil, and the game's never over at one nil, um, which is good for us. I was very surprised at the starting lineup. Um, we were playing, I think it was four five one again, which I was quite surprised at because with Sam yeah. Dice, he is quite renowned for for his four four two, and with the players he had on the team, it was, I believe. Um, yeah, he, he in, did. In, in midfield, I think it was Diangana, um, Gallagher, Phillips, 
uh, Robinson, and there's probably someone else I'm missing, but I can't quite remember. But I was, I was very strange to see that Robinson was on the the wing instead of up yeah. top with Carlin Grant because he is an out in his natural position is a striker. So you would have thought they would have been yeah. up there as a four four two. Yeah, um, um, we did play Robinson and Grant um, in the same. Um, lineup last night. Um, obviously, Sawyer's was oh, in yeah. midfield. Um, again, Sawyer's um, didn't really win many tackles in midfield. It was it was a rep- obviously um, in the squad because in the team starting lineup because of Livermore being out. Um, I think he's got a long way to go to become a. A, a decent uh, Premier, Premier League midfielder mm-hmm. himself, you know. So you could obviously see Allardyce is thinking of trying to get Robinson and Grant linked together in in some way, you know. Um, yeah. So that, and then completely different story in the second half, yeah. which was um, I, I don't know where that came from. Obviously, people have talked about Sam Allardyce's master plan. Well, obviously, it worked, whatever the plan was. Um, thwart yeah. them in the first half and then get at them in the second half. And um, right from the um, whistle uh, for the second half, we, we went at them. Um, was a different threat altogether. And I think Liverpool wasn't expecting it, to be honest. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was quite a surprise. We could have easily scored. I, Carlin Grant taken that chance, which was, albeit, a very difficult chance to take. If he'd have put that in the, between the goalkeeper's legs or to the side of him, we could be talking about a 2-1 shock win. You never know. So. Yeah, that's right. We, um, I think we spoke about this on a previous podcast, that uh, the way Albion are lining up, Mm. Um, and we've, you know, for a striker, he's only going to get two or three chances in a match, you know, and he need, he needs to bury one of them, mm. um, you know, and his his he didn't have that many chances. He probably only had a couple of chances in the game last night. Yeah. Uh, that one, uh, what did impress me about that though, um, was his pace. Uh, and his speed, yeah, you know, that was to give him a chance again um, to be on goal. Um, and he, you could see he was trying to fire the ball underneath the keeper's legs. Yeah, you know, it, maybe other experienced um, Premier League strikers would have just dinked it over the keeper because um, the keeper was were quite low on the ground yeah. at the time. Anyway, a, a little a little chip, a little lob into into the goal, maybe a, a more experienced striker would have opted to take that. But yeah. again, Grant, he, he did incredibly well with his pace. He kept hold of, hold of the ball. He, he got his shot on target. Mm-hmm. Um, he forced a, a save out the keeper. So let's look at the positives of that move. Um, and yeah. um, I, think, you know. I think it does go a bit without saying that if it hadn't been for, I think it was Joel Matip to go off injured, we might not have got that chance because he is a very experienced centre-back and to have a, one of their young centre-backs come in, it did, it did help us a lot getting yeah. the, the chance and the goal. And just looking at some stats here from the game, we had a total of 22 possession of the ball and five five shots in total and three on target, whereas Liverpool had 17 shots and two on target. So I think yeah. it, go, it goes without saying that if they had had their shooting boots on in the game, it could have been different. But fortunately for us, they haven't been practising shooting that week. So 
Yeah, definitely. So chances, clear, clear chances for us uh, in a style of play that Allardyce seems to be setting out for us. Um, it's it's not going to be pretty football. I think we all need to be aware and prepared for that. We're not going to be playing pretty football. Um, it's it's going to be not so pleasing on the eye for for quite a time. I think we're going to be looking at nicking games one nil and and defending for our lives for the majority of the match. So I yeah. think our expectations. I know as Albion fans, we like to watch free-flowing passing football we we always have but um the type of, that's not Allardyce's way unfortunately so it's it's going to be it's going to yeah. be dirty football for for the time being if we want to stay in this division yeah. unfortunately um but obviously he wants to get results and that's the way he's he's going to he's going to be playing it yeah i mean i think he said um the other day that he wants to win more clean sheets and score more goals and I think that's mm-hmm. the that's the first thing you've got to do because you can't lose a football game if you don't concede anything that mm. goes without saying but we do need to obviously yeah. get more three-pointers under our belt than one-pointers definitely but of course we you don't win matches without scoring goals either so it's a problem at both ends really yeah you know um but I was, I'll be totally honest with you, as you know, from my previous podcast, I'm not, I'm still not thrilled about the appointment of Sam Allardyce um, as our manager, but he is our manager and I will stick by our team and club, despite who's in charge. Um, like I say, it's not going to be pretty for the time being. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to see a few more results. I don't know where they're going to come from. I really don't know where the wins are going to come from, but... No. Um, we might nick a 1-0 here or or there, you know. Um, but we're still baggies. We still support and love the club. And it's just a period of time that we're, we're going through as fans. Um, yeah. And if Sam Allardyce does manage to keep us up, um, then then great. Um, gives, us, gives us a platform for our current owners to sell the club. I think they're petrified of us getting relegated because it will devalue the club. Um, and I was thinking about this last night after the Liverpool match. Um, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. That uh, obviously the the current owners do want to sell the club. Um, we, the, there's rumours of this American consortium wanting to buy um, to, to buy the Albion, and I personally can't wait for the current owners to to sell up and, and move on because they're obviously not interested. Um, apparently they have promised Sam Allardyce some money in the January transfer window to buy some new players and stuff. And we don't know how much, but they're obviously not interested enough to take the club forward. So the sooner they're gone, the better. And if it means that um, Premiership Survival can seal that deal and, and get new owners in, then... Um, um, I'm going to sound like I'm going to contradict myself now. Then we need to get behind back Big Sam and um, make sure we stay in the Premier League. So mm. the I owners, I don't think you've contradicted yourself. Yeah, I don't think you've con- contradicted yourself. There, you've said from the get-go that he is our manager and we we will back him. Just not too pleased about him being there. But I think yeah, the sooner these owners go and we get someone in who really wants to have a football club that is winning, have a football club that is making an impact in the Premier League and not just a relegation fodder club or a up-and-down yo-yo club that West Brom have been in the past, the better. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, I'm, yeah. I've, I've not, I'm not really too um, too knowledgeable when it comes to the owners of the club. I just know that no one likes them. And, yeah. 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 Um, so I think it's really important that we can at least get enough points together to to challenge survival. Yeah. Um, I think it is possible. I think it really is possible. Let's hope we get a couple of new additions in in the January transfer window uh, to give it a, a good shout. So um, yeah. it gives the club a platform to be able to sell uh, it, it, during the closed season. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, that's my thoughts on that. So. Um, so after those results, uh, let's just look at the league table. Um, so we've taken two points off the top, off two of the top teams in the division in Man City and Liverpool, both away from home. May I add, which are which were great performances. Mm-hmm. Credit where credit's due. The the plan worked, and um, we come away with a point, which was which was great. Um, so again, rooted to the bottom of the table is Sheffield United on two points, mm-hmm. and um, then it's ourselves having played fifteen games um, on eight points uh, in nineteenth position. Then above us, um, currently on eleven points is is Fulham having played fifteen games, and then Burnley in seventeenth position. Uh, along with Brighton in 16th, both on 13 points. Mm -hmm. So the gap is five points at the moment, um, depending if um, Fulham or Burnley can find a win from somewhere. They they both seem to be draw specialists at the moment or lose them. No one seems to be able to pull away and create a... um, a big void. I think two wins back to back for us would see us leapfrog um, Fulham, Burnley, and Brighton, which would put us in a real healthy position. So all's not lost in the grand scheme of things, and it's yep. not unheard of to go on um, a two or three match um, winning run. We've done it before in the Premier League. I'm sure we can do it again. With yeah. um, let, let's just remind ourselves: it's only Big Sam's second game in charge. He's had barely a week. Um, to to put his ideas through to the squad, and we've got Leeds United tomorrow night, only uh, a day later after the Liverpool game. So, yeah, forty eight um, hours after, not much time yeah, at all. Not much so. time to prepare. He's, he has been thrown in um, at the deep end, really, with the amount of fixtures coming thick and fast at this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one point out of a possible six. Uh, it's not too bad against Villa and Liverpool. Um, gaining a, I think, we're, prior to those two matches, I think everyone would have agreed on not getting a single point at all. But we've come away with a point out of yeah. those two games, and arguably um, the more difficult game we've got a point out of. So, well, most definitely um, the league champions, and um, you know, we yeah. we seem to be um, a bit of a difficult match for Liverpool having them. <laughs> not being able to beat us in the last uh, four or five games we've played against them, you know? So yeah. Mm. yeah. So uh, moving on, we've got Leeds tomorrow mm-hmm. night, uh, currently sitting in 12th position on 20 points. Obviously, they're having a great season themselves. Pat- Patrick Bamford in particular mm-hmm. uh, seems to be knocking the goals in for fun. Um, really adapted well into the Premier League. It's no surprise to me that Leeds are doing well. I wasn't, 
I was hoping that they wouldn't be having such a good season, to be honest, but they are. Yeah. They've adapted much better than we have. Um, obviously, they've spent money. They've got a deeper, much deeper squad than we have, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you reckon? Leeds well, tomorrow night. It's going to be very tough for us, um, as every game is in the Premier League, but I think... Man United managed to tackle Leeds very well and exploited all of their weaknesses to perfection the other week, winning, beating them 6-2. And I think if we can exploit the Leeds, if we can, because um, Leeds like to press quite heavily in numbers into the box, if we can manage to shut up shop there and get them on the break, we could be looking at maybe a four-goal, four five-goal thriller in this game. So it, it, this game is very much going to go one of two way, ways. I don't think it'll be a draw. I think one team will come away with the win. Yeah. Um, but I think I think it's going to be a very open game for either side because um, I think Leeds have they may have conceded a lot more goals than us this year already, which is quite difficult because we've been conceding quite a few <laughs> in some games. But um, but yeah. So that there's plenty of goals in this game. It's to, I will bet. I'll bet. I don't know how, however much money you want to bet. I will guarantee this game will not be a nil-nil. Definitely, yeah. Just looking at the stats here, um, Leeds have scored twenty-five goals and conceded thirty, whereas Albion have scored eleven and conceded thirty. Um, the same. So we we we've conceded the same amount of goals, which could indicate that there is a weakness at the back. At, um, at Leeds United, which we could exploit uh, with a bit of pace from Grant, um, quality cross or pass from Piera. Uh, would be nice playing at home to see a more attacking Albion team. I doubt we'll see it. I think we're going to see much more of the same. Um, Part of us. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I think we're going to be have to. Um, Get used to that. So that's Leeds. And then following, let's have a look at our next fixtures. Yeah, I, I, I think possibly two two or three one to Leeds United. I can't see an Albion win unless we... I could I could be wrong. You know, I think yeah. Leeds might prove to be a little bit too strong for us. I know we're playing at home. Um yeah. But anything can happen, as we know, against with our draw against Liverpool. But yeah. um, I think Leeds might just prove to be a bit too strong for us at this moment in time, mm-hmm. especially with the form, as I mentioned, of Patrick Bamford that seems to be to be in. Um, so we've got Arsenal on Saturday. We have a short break um, to play Blackpool away in the FA Cup, which would be a fun. nice um, break from the Premier League stressings. Yeah. A good confidence booster, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And then in January, we can look forward to playing Wolves away on the 16th of January, West Ham away on the 19th of January, and then we come into an interesting set of fixtures of playing Fulham and Sheffield United back-to-back, uh, which are really two critical games where we, we need to get maximum points from. Mm-hmm. That's when I can... I would really like to see us get those two wins back to back. Fulham, Fulham at home and uh, Sheffield United away. I think it's entirely possible. Um, yeah. And just just prior to that, we've got Man City at home. You know, so possibly on paper, yeah. we've got five really really tough matches 
in front of us um, yeah. before we we um, move into games that I think we can all expect to get three points from in in Fulham and and Sheffield United. You know, so yeah, I think even Wolves Wolves is at the minute a very win. I don't want to say winnable, but it's a game where we could cause an upset and West Ham as well. Obviously, two teams on their day brilliant but on off their day a very average team and we can ex- look to exploit that so if we can get a result against yeah, either definitely. Wolves or West Ham and go into the Fulham Man Sheffield games we could be looking at a complete different league table in, yeah. in a month's time but for now we've got to face Leeds and then face Arsenal and Arsenal aren't having the best season either so that's another winnable game I believe so. I think. Oh no! I know they had a good result against Chelsea the other day, but their their season seems to be um, stop starting. Um, we beat we beat Arsenal before at the Hawthorns, you know. Um, I'm sure we can do it again. Yeah. And um, it will be interesting to see when we do our next podcast how we how we've managed to fare in our next couple of games. Yeah. Very true. So, okay, Josh, it's been a pleasure talking to you again. As always. um, As always. And um, let's hope for three points against uh, Leeds United tomorrow night. And um, all I can say is thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for following us. I hope we've entertained you. Um, and I hope that we talk sense and you agree with us. If you do, don't agree with us and you'd like to make comment, then you know our Facebook page. Um, please post us your questions and may I wish you all a very happy new year and um, up the Albion.